Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Great America Show. President Biden and President Xi spent two hours on a video phone call. What did they talk about? Well, senior administration officials described the call as direct, substantive, and detailed. Now, that's informative, isn't it? However, when the officials were asked what the two leaders actually talked about, the White House offered nothing direct, substantive, or detailed in response. But to hear the White House side of it, Mr. Biden spent much of the time talking about the consequences if Mr. Xi were to provide material aid and equipment to the Russians while they have forces in Ukraine making war. The White House and State Department wouldn't even say generally what the red lines are, nor what the consequences would be for China if she were to decide to support Russia's war on Ukraine. For Xi's part, the Chinese government said, quote, China stands for peace and opposes war, end quote. She would not go so far as to criticize Russia and its war against Ukraine, and U.S. officials said they weren't sure whether China will decide to support Russia in this brutal war on Ukraine or not. President Biden made no statement after the phone call with Xi, and there we are, diplomacy, Biden style. The war over the 2020 presidential election, though, is heating up. The New York Times admission this week that Hunter Biden's laptop and contents are authentic has been nothing short of explosive. And as President Trump declared in reaction to the stunning development, quote, the New York Times just admitted that it participated in the effort to rig the election for Joe Biden, end quote. The political corruption of corporate media was on vivid display, and so too the political corruption of the intelligence establishment just a few weeks before the November 3rd election 2020. Former Obama CIA director John Brennan then authored and with four other former directors of the CIA signed a letter that said they and more than three dozen intelligence veterans who also signed the letter believe the laptop was Russian disinformation. Their ruse worked perfectly on the major newspapers, networks, broadcast, and cable. Corporate media outlets not only refused to delve deeply into the laptop and its evidence of Biden family corruption, but actually worked vigorously to attack the New York Post and knock down their reporting. As Miranda Devine wrote in her book, The Laptop from Hell, CNN President Jeff Zucker and political director David Chalin instructed staff not to follow the Post report, but instead disparage it. And so they did, all of national leftist media. President Trump was right, just as he repeatedly had warned the election was rigged. And Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg was playing a part as well, spending more than $400 million to pour into get-out-the-vote programs in precincts that were 90% Democratic. Doesn't sound right, does it? Doesn't sound legal. You and I get to donate a maximum of 2500 bucks to our favored candidate, but oligarchs have different rules, obviously. And Zuckerberg's pal, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, decided to shut down the New York Post on the same day, and they did, together, on the first day of the Post's reporting on the laptop from hell, two weeks before Election Day. Oh, yes, Zuckerberg admitted they had been too hasty that it was a mistake to censor the post, but he waited until after the rigged election to make his admission. And as President Trump noted, the New York Times waited 500 days to print the news that they saw fit to print. 
that Hunter Biden's laptop actually was authentic all that time. And all that's inside that laptop implicates the Bidens as well. We have with us now the author of The Laptop from Hell, who has chronicled the travesty and tragedy of this corrupt family and the laptop that should have changed history. The brilliant New York Post columnist, Miranda Devine. And Miranda, welcome to The Great America Show. Uh, how does it feel to be honored, vindicated uh, uh, in all of your reporting, to have been first to have uh, written the most important book, The Laptop from Hell, on this entire escapade? How does it feel? It's slightly uh, ambivalent, I think. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, jumping for joy because if you were one of our readers at the New York Post or um, any of your listeners or the uh, Fox News viewers, you knew all this 16 months ago when the Post uh, first started running the emails from Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop, and we we did the authenticating. We did the due diligence before publishing. And, uh, you know, I mean, we've run so many stories since then. My book has come out. Um, the receipts are all there. Tony Bobolinsky uh, told his story and handed over his material to the FBI. Um, they're very late to the party, but I guess I am glad that New York Times readers are no longer in the dark and maybe they will realise that they were lied to, um, hoodwinked uh, about Joe Biden before the election. You know, that's when it counted, when the story first came out, when sure. we first published three weeks before the election. That's what mattered. And uh, unfortunately, um, you know, we know from polls that half of Biden's voters didn't know at the election uh, about this laptop scandal and what it told them about Joe Biden, uh, and fully 10% of them would have changed their vote had they known. And in an election that was, you know, decided by so few people, I think 43,000 people across three battleground states, that would have made a difference. Yeah, they. What percent did you say? What percent would have changed their votes? 10% of 10, Biden voters would have. That says something yeah. so important about this country right now with the facts before them put forward by the new york post breaking the story and and then then being engaged by every kind of left-wing conspiracy it seems known to uh to to politics and media uh assailed uh, for uh, for weeks on end and only 10 percent with the evidence that the Biden family is absolutely corrupt, that everything in that uh, in that uh, laptop uh, indicated that from the beginning, and much of it absolutely evidence of the corruption of the family itself. It's it's stunning, but what I am what I think is wonderful uh, is for all that you've gone through. The New York Post has gone through your courageous reporting your diligence in all of this, and to be told by uh, all sorts of functionaries who presume themselves to be national security experts mm. that it was Russian disinformation uh, by the left-wing media, which now is going to be, I think, run over the coals for what they did, saying they could not establish. I was looking at a particular, Miranda, a a report by NBC News, uh, uh, the most uh, this quintessential uh, uh, reporting, saying that this just simply could not be verified. It, it was just nonsense. Uh, then, secondly, the, the the wonderful Leslie Stahl interview on in sixty Minutes with President Trump, where mm. she just sat there and just simply lied through her teeth, uh, took a position, dug in. And will be forever known for that interview and those those outrageously arrogant statements that she made as he ultimately walked out as he should have. Your thoughts? 
Yes, and who could forget, um, as well as Leslie Stahl, Christiane Amapour oh. uh, over there on CNN, so arrogantly um, had telling the Republican spokeswoman, Liz Harrington, um, that, you know, I'm a journalist, I'm a reporter, I follow the facts, and, you know, there's never been any problems of Joe Biden and corruption and none of this story that you're talking about from the New York Post has any uh, validity. and. Uh, you know, these these people posed as journalists and they didn't even try to look at the story. They didn't look at the evidence that we presented. They didn't follow uh, up with people like Tony Bobulinski, who offered himself to the media in a press conference before the election, after our story came out, um, uh, provided his uh, WhatsApp messages and documents and, and right. uh, very credible material that that buttressed and also corroborated what was on the laptop because he was a recipient of a lot of these emails. They didn't try to talk to do proper journalism and do what we did and talk to the laptop repair shop guy or any of the other people who were um, also uh, recipients of those emails as I did. They may not want to come out in public, but they were happy to confirm that these emails were real, that they received them. It, it wasn't really the most difficult journalism to do. It was not beyond the resources of CNN and the New York Times and the Washington post but they wanted not to do it and to make it even worse they didn't just ignore it but they traduced the people who who managed to get on their shows or or who came to them and uh and tried to to set them straight about this crucial story that was about one of the candidates that was uh you know running for the president of the united states the leader of the free world they were so desperate to get rid of Donald Trump, that they were happy to put in the most uh, evil or corrupt, I don't know if Joe Biden is that, but they didn't care what he was. They would, it was anybody but Donald Trump. That was how they were. And they threw all the journalistic standards and credibility out the window. Yeah. I, I think it's far worse than that, Miranda. I, I think this story uh, and the time for whatever its motivation now coming to terms, at least in part, and very late in its in its story, what is it, uh, like the 20th paragraph, uh, do they begin to really accept responsibility? But the idea that the that this was just, you know, who they preferred, that for me just is, this isn't just about who they preferred. This is a, a corporate media that is corrupt to its bone. There is uh, maybe a handful of outlets that have integrity. And certainly uh, yours is among them, the New York Post. But to suggest that uh, to have this group of uh, so-called national security experts come out yeah. and pointedly say it's Russian disinformation. For each one of these outlets, whether it's CNN or NBC News, all of them, to knock, try to knock down a story without even reporting on it, just taking the view, the political view that Biden needs to be president, they're anti-Trump, and he is anti-establishment, and we, by God, are the establishment, and we will crush him uh, as, as quickly as we can. These people tore up the election of 2020. You remember the 2020 election, according to uh, Krebs, the cyber uh, security uh, guy for Homeland Security, declared it a perfect election. It, I, I mean, it extends to that. There's nothing perfect about that election. Our courts ran from it. State legislators ran from it. The FBI, the Justice Department, the attorney general appointed by Donald Trump ran from it. And I think that you and, and the New York Post deserve immense credit because you stood basically alone in reporting the facts on Hunter Biden, the Biden corruption. Uh, and I, I, I'll tell you, there are legions who will, uh, in journalism and media and corporate America, uh, <laughs> big tech and, and social media. I, I mean, think I, I think of what uh, Twitter uh, and and Meta, uh, also known as Facebook, did to you guys? Are you kidding? 
this should be a lawsuit of immense proportions, don't you think? Oh, yes. And it, look, I mean, there are so many ways that the 2020 election was rigged. And of course, the censorship and suppression of our story is one of them that, that would have made a material difference, as I said, to the outcome. But <clears throat> Twitter and Facebook, um, it, basically what they did was election interference within a few hours of our story going online on uh, the 14th of October, three weeks before the election 2020. Um, they had Facebook and Twitter had censored it. Facebook said pending fact-checking, which I know they still haven't done because they haven't contacted the other recipients of uh, that first email that we published that showed that Joe Biden had met with Hunter Biden's um, benefactor, paymaster from Ukraine, from that corrupt energy company in Burisma. Joe Biden met this guy uh, in Washington, D.C., and he denied it, and his campaign denied it, uh, and it was only... Um, halfway through last year when I discovered that this wasn't just any old meeting. This was actually a dinner that Hunter Biden had organised at Cafe Milano in Georgetown for his father, the vice president, in 2015 to meet with Hunter's overseas business partners from three countries, from Russia, from Ukraine and from Kazakhstan. Joe mm -hmm. Biden met them at the restaurant where they were having dinner in a private room and his campaign and and the White House denied that nonstop until finally my story came out in the New York Post and the Washington Post's Glenn Kessler decided to do a, a, a Pinocchio fact check on me and uh, went to the White House and, of course, they respond to him and they admitted, yes, well, Joe Biden did show up at that dinner, they suddenly remember it, uh, but he didn't stay for very long and, of course, he wasn't doing anything nefarious. So, uh, you know, they get away with it. Why isn't the Washington Post, why wasn't the Washington Post furious about having been lied to previously about that meeting? And um, this is Facebook and Twitter gave the rest of the media a fig leaf to continue to ignore and um, introduce our story because they, uh, with their great might, they censored it and they sent the message to the world that the story lacked credibility. And then worst, of, I mean, I think the most egregious is what you alluded to, which is the John Brennan, J James Clapper, Leon mm. Panetta, <clears throat> um, Michael Hayden, the 50 um, or 49 yep. former senior intelligence operatives who signed that scurrilous letter uh, <clears throat> just five days after our story came out and just a day or two before Joe Biden had to meet Donald Trump at the last debate before the election. And uh, they said that in their expert opinion, the material that we had published from the laptop was Russian disinformation, all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. They had never looked at it. I mean, they never asked us if they could have a look at it before they made their pronouncement. And they <clears throat> totally ruined their reputations. They used the esteem of their former high office CIA director was John Brennan, and he knew full well that this material on the laptop was, was correct because he was the head of the CIA during uh, Joe Biden's vice presidency when Hunter Biden was ricocheting around the world as a crack addict uh, in, in the company of Russian oligarchs who were in the inner sanctum of Vladimir Putin in Moscow, uh, in in Monte Carlo, in um, Lake Como. He he was in Shanghai. He was in Beijing with the the top CCP operatives, the right hand people of President Xi. He was getting ten, he and his family were getting tens of millions of dollars from these very shady, unsavory, corrupt people from around the world. You cannot tell me that. John Brennan, as head of the CIA and the intelligence services of the United States, were not fully aware of what the son of the president was doing in all these countries. And if they didn't know, uh, they, they are not doing their jobs very well. Well, they're not alone in that, of course. Uh, neither did the NSA do its job well. Uh, neither did the FBI. Uh, and the Secret Service suddenly can't find three years of travel records for Hunter Biden. Uh, we're talking about the corruption of every intelligence agency of the United States of America. 
It is nothing less. It is an absolute disgrace. And we have a we have a Republican Party and a Democratic Party who are engaged in petty nonsense for pub, for public consumption. And then at the same time, deny their voices of outrage to say it is time for this to stop. We're going to have a commission on the integrity of the entire U.S. government because nothing less will work. We don't have a single damn agency in this government that isn't corrupt and provably so. I I strongly believe that. And I can't believe that we have such meek, uh, witless fools in our government as to allow the corruption of our entire uh, intelligence and law enforcement apparatus at the federal level. Lou, I mean, you mentioned the Secret Service, and um, it really is uh, very telling that they are have, have told, as you said, Chuck Grasley and Ron Johnson, the two Republican senators, that they can't find any communications uh, relating to Hunter Biden um, for three years when Joe Biden was vice president. And, um, you know, they asked, they asked, um, like back in January, they asked the Secret Service, they've been asking the Secret Service for months, but they asked them again in January. And um, the Secret Service says they don't have any. I mean, I have seen on the laptop a dozen emails from Secret Service, uh, official ones, Secret Service people to Hunter Biden. They were looking after him uh, for for much of this period. Um, he did wave them off at one point, I guess, because they were cramping his style. Maybe they, maybe they decided that his drug taking and prostitution and so on was something that they couldn't just sit back and uh, do nothing about. But... Um, he, his, his style he, wasn't they certainly much. well no no but they, they they there are so many emails i mean i can show them uh what they were talking about how could they have lost those uh it seems incredible and you know the secret service pops up a lot in hunter biden's story during uh, the nine years that the laptop covers and uh he, he always seems to have some sort of secret service shadowy people there in the background ready to come and rescue him when he gets into a spot of difficulty remember when his uh his then lover, uh, his basically his sister-in-law, the widow of his of his brother, um, who he was living with, uh, took a gun that he just bought and um, and lied about on the background check because he said he didn't do drugs. Um, his sister-in-law, Hallie Biden, took that gun and threw it in a garbage bin in a trash can opposite a school near a local shopping centre in Greenville, Delaware, where they were living. And um, and and there was a great uh, outcry and, and the local police came and the state police came and the Secret Service came and they went to that gun shop, as the gun shop owner then told reporters, they went to that gun shop, these two men who said that they were Secret Service agents and they wanted to take away the, the record uh, of the uh, background check that Hunter Biden had signed um, and had signed fraudulently by saying that, yes, he uh, was not an, an addict and he had not taken drugs in the, the preceding time. There is evidence on the laptop he was taking drugs right up until the time he signed that. So, um, you know, people have gone to jail for that sort of thing. So the Secret Service was there to cover up. But, of course, when you ask the Secret Service who were those agents, they say no such uh, event happened. And then, um, you know, there was another time when Hunter Biden was uh, on a crack bender at the Chateau Marmont and uh, on on his text messages there's a record of uh, a man who did exist at that time. Um, he had just retired from being the head of the LA uh, Secret Service field office and um, he was knocking at the door uh, telling Hunter that uh, that he, there was a problem because a credit card that he just used or a debit card he just used to pay a prostitute um, was linked to Celtic, which was the, or Celtic, I think you call it, um, which is the code name for uh, Joe Biden for the Secret Service. And so the Secret Service again comes to Hunter's rescue because 
that his, his basically a lot of money went through those debit cards, uh, whether it was fraud or uh, accident, who knows? But I think twenty five thousand dollars was uh, was taken off his various cards, and and at least one of those was connected to Joe Biden. So there you go, the Secret Service. There's numerous other um, occasions, but they were definitely involved in rescuing Hunter Biden uh, from himself, and we know that Joe Biden had close personal relations with um, some of these agents. And we also know that that one very senior agent who had been Joe Biden's um, sort of chief protector, uh, after he retired, he then went um, and worked in private practice. And uh, he was hired by Jim Biden, Joe Biden's younger brother, and Hunter Biden to do some sort of private private eye work for them, doing due, due diligence on some of their business partners. And yeah. and the funny thing, addendum to that, Lou, is that like with a lot of bills, they didn't pay the bill. So I think a year later, he was still trying to chase up the money, and that's what you find with a lot of a lot of people that do work for the Bidens, especially around uh, Joe Biden's uh, Wilmington home, uh, Greenville home. A lot of small tradesmen uh, just find it very difficult to to actually get paid, and it seems that the Bidens think that it's um, such an honour to do work for them that that. Uh, you, you know, you don't need to have cash in in yeah. recompense. Yeah, it is a it is a it is a tawdry tale to say the least. Uh, filthy corruption, and we have and we have people talking about this loan that he just got for a million dollars. With all of this, he gets a loan for a million dollars to clean up his uh, delinquent tax debt, and so no harm, no problem. Even though we have evidence, as much as this is uh, condemns Hunter Biden to hell, and uh, condemns the the Biden family uh, and Joe Biden, who is now demonstrably an illit- illegitimate president, uh, with the great service and uh, uh, assistance of the left wing corporate media in this country, uh, you you have to wonder what are they thinking about? We have corrupt intelligence agencies, law enforcement agencies at work here. We have not a single whistleblower that is who has stepped forward from any one of these agencies to say, oh, excuse me, American media, uh, journalists uh, with glorious uh, committed hearts to America, uh, here's the evidence. We haven't had that happen. That is also a stain uh, forever on those agencies and departments to this very day. And I, you know, and I hear people and I, and I, I, I talk to folks who, you know, have great friends in each agency department. They said, but they're good people within there. Where are the good people in this Miranda? Where are the good people? Well, look, we do know that the U.S. attorney in Delaware is uh, conducting an investigation. There's been a grand jury there, which has been um, subpoenaing and hearing testimony from people uh, connected to Hunter Biden, um, such as, you know, his baby mama uh, went and testified for several hours and and, uh, her lawyer insists that um, Hunter Biden will be indicted. Um, So let's, let's see where that goes. We saw... The New York Times story yesterday really, although in the 24th paragraph, they did admit that the laptop was real and they'd authenticated some of the emails. Yeah. Yeah. The story really was about trying to minimise and rehearse uh, in the public Joe B- uh, Hunter Biden's sort of defence of the, the, well, we know of three um, criminal allegations against him that the this the U.S. attorney is looking at, and that's to do with tax evasion, money laundering, and violation of FARA, the Foreign Agent Registration Act. Um, and uh, so the the story seems to be. I'm assuming that this has come from the Hunter Biden camp and not from the U.S. attorney camp, which would be appalling. Um, but the the rehearsal of the defence seems to be that well, you know, there there were these um, these tax issues, but he did pay a, a million dollars of tax, yeah. uh, and he had cool. to borrow the money because he doesn't have the money, and uh, which actually I find very dubious because. In the laptop, there's a lot of flurry of conversation between a hunter and his lawyer and his tax accountant um, over these overdue taxes, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and 
uh, and and they were clearing it up. Miranda, let was- me let me interject at this point. Uh, one is we're we're becoming a nation of lawyers, uh, as if we have to wait on a federal process, whether it is a grand jury, whether it is a justice department that never ever produces truth from their investigations that it are interminable. It seems in nearly every instance. But what we what we don't seem to appreciate is what's standing right in front of us, a government that is fully and with with evidence in every case corrupt. And we don't want to confront that issue. We have reporters not who who couldn't, you know, I, I can't even imagine being in the same room with you, for example, or, or, or the New York Post because of your integrity. So why would, for example, Tucker Carlson talked to one of your prime sources, Bob Alinsky, and then as he gets evidence, suddenly it's lost. And he says, you know, Hunter and I went to school together. He brought out the old school tie as a reason not to proceed with what to that point had been interesting investigation on his part. Now, that raises two questions. Nobody wants to talk about it. Was that what actually motivated Tucker to drop it? Was he ordered to drop it? What? I don't what? think he's. What? I don't think he's. I, dropped I, no, it. no, no. Let me. Let he's me had me on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think he's a courageous uh, journalist. But I'm telling you, those are questions that are being asked and have been asked. Where is Bob Alinsky? What happened to him and why? No, what no, happened no. to Tucker Carlson? Well, no. I uh, look. Just let me take, uh, I'll take Bob Linsky first. Bob Linsky is around and thriving. He did his duty and he doesn't want, I mean, he's a private person. He's a businessman. He already, at great cost to himself, uh, stuck his head up before the election. There's nothing in it for him to continue to be a talking head. Let me be clear if I I did or were not, uh, uh, if I wasn't. I'm not saying that he in any way has done anything inappropriate. I'm saying with great courage, and as you say, yes. wish to himself, his entire family stood up. Yes. But then in November, d- disappeared. And what I don't understand is why every reporter covering national politics in this country <laughs> wasn't talking to him throughout. And well, no, they were. And I mean, can, but, can but I, we're, I don't want to get sidelined. I don't want to get no, sidelined with Bob. No, but this is I want to turn now to Tucker. Okay, okay, but let me just say one thing about Bob Linsky. Yeah. He is talking to reporters off the record. He just doesn't want to be a TV star. And um, he he told Ken Vogel, who was one of the authors of that New York Times piece yeah, yesterday, he told Ken Vogel back in October of 2020 that the, the laptop was legitimate, that the emails were legitimate. Okay, so the New York Times knew. It's not as if Tony Bobolinsky has gone into hiding. He just doesn't want to have his face on TV every night. Now, when it comes to Tucker Carlson, every single dealing that I've had with him has been completely on the level with the laptop. He's not hidden anything. He's reported everything as it's come. He said the evidence, Miranda, I I respect you too much to have a discussion about this in this in this in this way. Let me let me let me, if I may, re purpose my language one he said the evidence was stolen he no longer lost excuse me and he said that he no longer uh, wanted to pursue the story because he and hunter were old friends i, I mean that's the kind of nonsense whatever you know whatever well, the, that may be true no, that's not know. my memory of that i, I mean well, it's my I, memory my memory of it was that he gave a he on air he he told his his viewers what they ought to know, um, and which was going to come out anyway because there were emails between them uh, he, 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 from him and Hunter on the laptop. Right. But so he just divulged that conflict of interest, which was that back when Hunter and his wife Kathleen were married and when he was sober for a period in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. their wives were friends and they went out to dinner a few times. I mean, you know, Washington, right. D.C. is a very incestuous place. So I don't so think the, they so were no best one can, friends. So but no they, one but can he report said on one another in Washington because it's so incestuous? 
No, but he he did report on it. I I don't remember him at all pulling any punches, but what he said was he was divulging his own personal interest in it. So, and he... He found um, the the Hunter Biden story very sad. I mean, if you, I find it sad, and I didn't even know him. Um, I think that he's a, a you know, a raging addict, and yeah. uh, the the real but problem I, I guess- is Joe Biden. And I don't see Hunter, uh, I don't see Tucker Carlson pulling any punches with Joe Biden, and he yeah. has me on all the time talking about this story. Well, I know, Listen, and he's not I, sugarcoating it. Uh, he's not sugarcoating it now. But he sugarcoated it when it was most important, in my opinion. And by the way, I like Tucker. I love what he's done with his show. Uh, and you know, here's a guy who has just—and you've written on this—and I've spoken to this uh, on the misinformation, disinformation campaign that was launched against Tucker because he had the temerity to to move with a source to say that there were. Uh, biochemical weapons in Ukraine, laboratories that have been supported by the United States. And it turns out Victoria Nuland backed him up on that, right? Uh, to a degree. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah. it's it, the propaganda was coming from the U.S. Department of Defense, not, uh, not just from Russia. Both were working very hard. Do you not agree? Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the 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 attacks on Tucker and on Tulsi Gabbard from not just Democrats, but from people like Mitt Romney and Adam Kinzinger and, um, of course, the, all the left-wing media, um, you know, the, the ladies on the talk, Whoopi Goldberg and so on, um, wanting wanting them to be locked up and calling them traitors and uh, saying that they were agents of the Kremlin and assets of Putin. I mean, this is so um, corrosive to American discourse, to leap to the traitor traitor attack, to leap to the Russian disinformation attack, which they have been doing uh, since at least 2016 when they used it against Donald Trump and they crippled the first three years of his presidency by, uh, you know, pretending that he was in collusion with Russia um, and won the election, as Hillary Clinton said, only because of Vladimir Putin's help, which was ridiculous on the face. And then, you know, now uh, it, the Hunter Biden laptop, the New York Post, Tony Bobulinski, uh, we were all supposedly agents of Vladimir Putin, and they're still doing it. You know, anything that goes against the Democrats, uh, anything that they don't like, any person they don't like, they just accuse of uh, Russia, 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 and they've demonised uh, Russia beyond any rational um, extent. And I think that part of that demonisation um, oh. that of of Russia and of Putin, um, I mean, Putin's obviously a bad guy. He's just invaded Ukraine, but um, you he's know, a our, horrible our, guy. He's yeah. a, he is killing defenceless people. He invaded a nation that had done nothing to provoke him, uh, other than be too close to the Soviet, to the to the successor nation to the Soviet Union. I, I mean, it's outrageous. Uh, what I what I say to you, Miranda, that I agree with uh, Tucker that there are laboratories there because I have evidence of it. The Secretary uh, of State, Deputy Secretary of State. Uh, Victoria Newland acknowledged such uh, in, fr- in front of Congress. So I'm going to assume she wasn't lying about that, at least. What, whether they had biochemical weapons within them or were manufacturing, I, we still don't know. But apparently there is a material there that could be very, uh, very uh, lethal uh, and dangerous should the Russians get a hold of it. Uh, I, I want to go back to something because you said you were, your memories and, and mine talking about Tucker. He, in point of fact, uh, did do a bit more than I think you recall. He basically called for an end to the investigation uh, of uh, Hunter Biden. And may, I, may I quote what he said? Sure. Hunter Biden is a fallen man at this point. He once knew the younger Biden well. I never thought Hunter was a bad person. I'm going to read it all for context so that everyone Mm. can appreciate this. I thought he had demons, but in the time I knew him, he kept them mostly under control. At some point, he lost control of those demons, and the world knows that now. 
He's now humiliated and alone. Probably too strong to say we feel sorry for Hunter Biden, but the point is pounding on a man, jumping on and piling on when he's already down is something we don't want to be involved in. Uh, you know, that he, 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 he was telling everybody to back off. Uh, and he was vouchsafing uh, the essential goodness of the man. And by the way, uh, we all have no addicts. We have uh, addicts uh, in, uh, in families all over the country. Uh, people know the, 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 the horror of addiction. But that is not the basis to suspend either your job, your responsibility, or your commitment. Lou, I, I think you're being very unfair because okay. there's, well, there's a I'm distinction. Not. Well, I'll tell you why. Um, there's a distinction between the sort of prurient material that was being sent around uh, to everybody at that time. I think some of it was a deliberate disinformation and distraction um, uh, operation, and I think that there were some Chinese um, people who were involved in that because it was a Chinese media agency that was doctoring photographs of uh, Hunter Biden to make it look as if he was a pedophile. Now, those photographs, none of them appear on the laptop. There were other photographs that were presented as if uh, it was a more evidence of pedophilia. When you look at the actual photographs wait, on wait, the laptop, wait. those photographs are not real. Just a minute. So this is what was being given to Tucker, and I that was what Tucker was talking about when he said that. I remember he said that and it was about compassion and, yes, his own personal thing. I agreed with him. I thought that the obsession with the porn and the crack and all the rest of it was beside the point. It gives the people who are trying to dismiss this as a non-story an excuse. The story is not about Hunter Biden and his demons. Obviously, you have to mention that, as I did in my book, because well, it tell, proves tell, tell, why tell no one would give him millions of dollars. No, but but the other part of the story Tucker has never resiled from, and that is the part that shows that Joe Biden's in, is intimately involved with and orchestrating all that the the money and the influence peddling coming from Russia and China and Kazakhstan and Ukraine and all those countries that as vice president he had power over he was using hunter as his bag man and um you know that that's that's the real story it's about joe biden not hunter biden so for for tucker carlson to say we you know i don't want to continue on bringing out this prurient stuff about crack pipes and prostitutes and all the rest of it which is what well, the, i believe I, that I, package that got lost was all about i believe um, i am truly i i, I have to say I don't believe at any time I ever reported anything because I never uh, saw any of the photographic evidence whatsoever. I didn't need to. Uh, I mean, when you tell me that the man is a crack addict, uh, that he uh, you know, has uh, hookers and prostitutes, I don't assume they're going to the public library together. <laughs> I don't need uh, photo evidence of that. But what I do need is for people to just give me a little credit for being able to tell what the real story is. And the real story is that Hunter Biden was the channel and the uh, illumination of the Biden family corruption and the activities of Hunter, uh, crack addict or not, he violated the law in some of the most uh, disgusting ways. But what his father did, what his uncle did uh, is outrageous. And what the entire intelligence and law enforcement apparatus of the federal government did was to support a man who was actually a traitor to his country because of the acts he committed and those that they covered up at in high office. Uh, and by the way, being in high office, the vice president of the United States, uh, his misdemeanors become, in my opinion, uh, egreg egregiously felonious uh, and treasonous. He, yes. he compromised himself before our enemies. Yes. Uh, and, and to say that because his son is a crack addict, we can't touch him. Are you <laughs> kidding me? That's a rationale for what they did. I don't think so. And God bless Tucker. I support him on the, uh, on the, uh, the research laboratories in Ukraine, as they styled them. Uh, but I, I could, I just can't, uh, 
excuse Tucker anymore in that moment than I can excuse the New York Times, the Secret Service, the CIA. I can't excuse any of them. And I don't give a damn uh, about any other part of it. Our government is threatened by the level of corruption throughout it. It permeates it permeates our government. And our I agree. But I but I, I I just don't see what Tucker didn't do. I mean I don't see well, what I, I think by dwelling wrong. on it, we probably take this way out of proportion. But let me just say to you what I've tried to uh, communicate. We had too many people who, much like Tucker, decided for whatever personal relationship, for whatever else, that they weren't going to pursue it. He announced on October 30th, think back to this, Miranda, on October 30th, that no one should pile on, that no one, that, you know, this is over. Uh, he's no, he said guy. no one should pile on Hunter, not yeah. that no one should be <laughs> investigating the well, story. I don't know and, what and all I that. Don't, not many people did as much as, as Tucker did in terms of his yeah. interview with Tony Bobolinsky. I think that interview hey, was, it was crucial. Great. It was wonderful. I, I I don't think I made myself clear. I thought he did terrific leading up yeah. to that moment. I just don't know. But by ending it right there, more. he gave it even more weight that there was uh, nothing to see here. Move along. And they are connected. Joe well, and I personally stopped stopped writing about the porn and the crack once I thought in my book, once I thought that the readers had enough information so that they understood that this is not a guy you'd give tens of millions of dollars to because he couldn't even, you know, tie his own shoelaces. So, um, you know, I could have written, uh, a, you know, a, a whole another book about um, Hunter Biden himself. But, well, if you're going to write um, about porn and uh, drug usage, I, I can understand why you would tire of it very quickly. Yes, yes, exactly. Especially after having to wade through it all on the laptop. Well, not a pleasant I, I think experience. I, what I did not envision was uh, getting into an argument over uh, Tucker Carlson's final uh, day well, running up to the election. Well, but I what I do his, want to reestablish uh, is that I think highly of Tucker. Yes. I think highly of the work he did up until the, poem, to the moment where he made an emotional and personal decision not to take uh, the evidence that he had and to be straightforward about what was there and pursue it. Uh, I would have, and I think his audience would have taken it very, very well for him to say, my God, this guy and I were great buddies. We uh, had uh, families who uh, were close and this kills me, uh, but this is the situation. And I have to, uh, as <laughs> the power of that seat, I have to proceed uh, because we had too many people who are not good people who were back, backing away from the story. Uh, and that's a well, shame. Well, look, I, I, he backed away from personal documents to do with okay. Hunter Biden. I, I surrender. You went. I, I yeah. lose. Well, I, 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 it's just, I, I just don't, don't think want it's to give it any more time. And I think you should talk to him about it, really, because I don't know what went on. I just know my personal experience with him coming on the show all the time He's never um, backed away from attacking um, Joe Biden where he deserves it over this corruption. So yeah, I, um, I can't think but, of any other story that he ever has. That's why it, it looms large here, I think. But it's loomed far too large over this conversation. Yes. It is celebratory for, uh, for you, and, uh, and it's what we mean it to be. Uh, great work. I, I think you deserve a Thank Pulitzer. You. And I think if they don't have enough at the Pulitzer Committee, they might just uh, reach back to the Times and take their Russian collusion Pulitzer away yes. and hand it over to you uh, if there's some sort of scarcity there that they have to contend with. Uh, well, we and, always and the, give our guests the last word. Miranda, <laughs> you may take as long as you wish on any subject you wish. Fire away. Well, Lou, I just thank you very much, and especially for your kind words. And uh, and you've always been such a, a rock and courageous about uh, prosecuting every story wherever it goes. So I uh, take my hat off to you. Um, and uh, Pulitzers ought to go to you, but I think you probably feel the same as I do about the Pulitzer, that it's completely sullied. Uh, the fact that the Washington Post and the New York Times were showered with the Pulitzer Prize for um, their dishonest reporting of the Russia collusion story um, that was so damaging to 
the Trump administration so damaging to America, uh, and um, that that I think that says it all. But there's also the little matter of the Pulitzer that the the Times got in. I think it was 1934 for um, Walter Duranty. Do you remember that when he oh, was writing about how wonderful Stalin was? It was just pure Russian propaganda talking about. Uh, well, you know, Russian disinformation. Yeah. So uh, so he won the Pulitzer there. And I don't think to this day the New York Times has given that Pulitzer back. So uh, I, I just, I think that if, if uh, not that they would ever give me or you a Pulitzer in a million years, um, but I, who would want to belong to that club? I think it would be sullied. And if it were ever to happen, I would reject it. Well, you know what, if they have any integrity on that committee, they will do two things. They will retrieve those Pulitzers since the Times doesn't have the integrity to uh, return them. And secondly, they will hand you yours and test your test your force of will at that moment. I know you will turn it back, but I think they should do it anyway uh, because you do deserve it and they know <laughs> it and uh, shame on them. Miranda Devine, you're terrific. You're a great American. We appreciate your time. Uh, and I, I swear our next uh, discussion, I will not raise a single objection about anything. <laughs> no, you I can have... object to everything, but I just, you know, I, I like Tucker a lot and I, I well, believe in his integrity. So, well, I, I do too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just don't believe that uh, in that instance, uh, well, the simple truth is I would have preferred to gone a different direction. Yeah, uh, I think we could leave it with that. Fair enough. Yes. Uh, and I'm glad he did go the right direction with those research laboratories and stood up to all of the nonsense that was being spewed at him uh, from every quarter. Yes. But not this quarter. See, we support people. We sometimes disagree with people. I know you haven't heard that. <laughs> Which is the way it should be. That <laughs> I ever disagree with anyone. Uh, anyway, you're, you're great. And thank you so Good much. Good on you, Lou. Thank you. Thanks, Miranda, for being with us. Thanks for the spirited conversation and congratulations on your splendid reporting throughout the terrific book, Laptop from Hell, which we recommend to everybody. And thank you, everybody, for being with us. Tomorrow, the chairman of the Conservative Partnership Institute joins us. Jim DeMint believes the Republican Party must put their agenda before the American people in the upcoming campaign for the midterms. And DeMint praises Senator Rick Scott for going against Senator Mitch McConnell and putting out his own 11-point agenda. We'll be taking all of that and more up tomorrow. Please be with us. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.